Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and as ever, Steve Cropley. Hello, Stephen. Matthew, how's it going? Good, mate. Thank you for joining me as we are going to chat over the next half an hour or so, sort of our respective Autocar columns, and much more besides, including your correspondence. I say sort of, uh, because there's some holidays and stuff like that, aren't there? But the, so the... the, the, the Columns you find in the magazine may differ slightly from the subjects in this pod. Think of it as additional value, <laughs> I would say. But this week we're going to be talking um, Ariel, Morgan, Bentley, V5Cs, uh, configurators. I'm looking forward to this chat. And much more besides, including your correspondence. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, as Dave Denson has done. He says... I'm enjoying the new secret source column in the magazine, which is uh, a sort of insider's view of some car industry stuff. It says it reminds me of the jottings by the scribe column, which used to feature not that long ago. Was it? Well, Dave, <laughs> I've searched jottings by the scribe yeah. and I found the last ever jottings by the scribe column in the autocar archive, which you can find uh, Am I going to plug it again? I'm no, going to plug on. it again. Yeah. Autocar Archive Online. Yeah, exactly. It's the place <laughs> to find the Autocar Archive. 128 years of history at your fingertips. Um, the very first jottings was written in the 11th of July 1930 issue and its restyled successors written by only seven scribes across 54 years. The last one, I'm sorry to tell you, Dave, was in 1984. <laughs> I think the, the, the plan with, um, with this column is... Is, I mean, it is literally written by somebody who wouldn't want to put his... Um, yes, put their name, name to it, it. yeah. Because the idea is to be a bit uh, controversial if possible mm. and to, to sort of try and tell it like it is. Yes, yes. I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm enjoying it very much. I hope he doesn't run out of stories, this fellow. Well, let's hope not. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope not. That would be bad news. It seems <laughs> unlikely, doesn't it, with all that's going on in the motor industry that anyone would yeah, run out of boy. stuff because too much to, too much to do, including... The aerial hypercar, Steve. You've been to see him, haven't you? Yeah, well, I, I am proud to say I've been mates with 
Simon Saunders, who runs and for, you know started Aerial. Uh, we've been friends for 40 years. Mm. You know, he was a lecturer at Coventry University in design, and before that, he was a designer at Aston Martin and all sorts of things. But anyway, I so I was just going down there, uh, snuck a day of my holiday to go down and have a sandwich and mm. have a chat. And Did you say, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you rudely. You say snuck a day of your holiday. You're two days into your holiday, <laughs> one of which you've been to see Ariel and the other one is you come to see me. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, who, what, what would you rather be doing? You know? I don't want to go and see sights, do I? No, <laughs> well, there's sights to see down, at, down in Somerset. There are indeed, yeah. there are. Anyway, we're, so we're, there we are chewing on a ham and something sandwich, ham and busted sandwich. And he said, do you want to go in the hypercar? And I thought, like all car factories, I presumed it would be in bits. Mm. And he said, no, it's outside. Um, and there it was, parked out the back. Um, new, some new uh, graphics, so it looks different. Um, I will stick some stuff in, in, in my column mm. coming up. Um, and uh, uh, a very nice engineer called Tom didn't sort of uh, shrink from the idea of sitting in the passenger seat with me. And we went for a I suppose about a 15 or 20 minute blast around the neighborhood. Mm. And it was fantastic. I mean, I said to Tom, first of all, I said, is this delivering full power, mate? Because we know it, it's, it's more than a thousand horsepower and four wheel drive, you know, do you remember four, four electric motors? And there's also the jet so, in the back, isn't there? Yeah, so it's a four, so it's a two seat coupe, yep. four motors, one in each, one for, one for each wheel. That's it. And a range extender. The range extender is a gas turbine. Well, well they, they don't call it that anymore. Right. But there is this large jet pipe sticking out the back that I, I still think will melt the number plate of the cars behind it. <laughs> but anyway. It but, runs on uh, petrol, presumably. Yeah, but, yeah, I think jet fuel, whatever. Do you, so, oh, does this present challenges of where to fill it? Uh, I don't know about that. I, but, I mean, the thing will do 150 miles on electric anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the and the jet wasn't running. I must say. Okay. I'd love to. The thing I want to do is hear it run. I've never have heard it run. Mm. But when you're in the car, the extent of the these four motors, extremely high speed, uh, high powered motors, and the and a fair bit of gear wind from the reduction drives to the to wheels, makes it sound like a you, you know you've got your sort of ear glued to an F16. Anyway, <laughs> it's fantastic. But I, anyway, sorry, I said to Tom, who was not quaking at yeah. the thought of being driven by me, um, what's the power? And he said, well, normally it's 1,000, but I'm afraid it's about 800 today. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I said, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> so uh, we, we set about this triangular course around it. And, and the thing that was amazing was, of course, it is immense power. Mm. You know, it's a, the, the thing we know about, the precision of... of, uh, of uh, the you know the supply of EV power is, is, is always a thing, but and it, of course it went like an absolute rocket ship. But it's so controllable, mm. really lovely. Can he said, well, we've got to do a lot of throttle mapping yet, but it seemed good to me. Right. And the, it steered beautifully. It was very stable, and it rode amazingly well. Now the the thing is, they want you, you, me, Matthew Pryor, yeah. to get your ass down there and have a proper go in it. You oh, know, I must. do a do a hundred mile trip. Yeah, I must and do. because I can say from what I did that the car is perfectly fit for that. The, the there are some, um, you know, inevitably sort of industrial ups and downs to be negotiated before it can be built. And mm -hmm. Simon, he's probably got you know a year or so of 
messing about to to get it underway. But in the meantime, he wants you to go down there and pronounce on it, mate. Well, so. love to, mate. Love to. The, the thing about them is they are very exacting, don't they? They won't do a half-assed job. No. no they will only do it when it's absolutely right. You're right, yeah. That's the thing. It was interesting. They, they had an, a very early atom that he bought back from something like Bruntingthorpe driving experience, and mm. it had done... An immense amount of work. Yeah. And we walked around and it was perfect. There was a bit of, there was a bit of, you know, gravel ash on some of the fiberglass and so on. But the car is perfect. Yeah. The way they build them is amazing. It is. Yeah. I, I, you remember I was an owner. I had one. Oh, of first. course. Yes. Three years, I think it was. Yeah. Forgotten now. And, was and uh, three was it? Was that time or two? Or yeah, it was an Atom three, three and a half. Three and a half. Because he yeah. he updated it. That's right. Yeah. And it was the, when they discovered. Do you remember they wouldn't slide and then they did some tweakery to the chassis and it suddenly became easier oh, to... Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, it sort of rolled... It was all right in the dry, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, in the wet you yeah. could slide them around, but in the dry they were slight... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say... And it was... Say it, suddenly steering, the steering the effort changed yeah. and it, it all got nice anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, I just remember... <clears throat> I said to him, is there a guarantee, you know, we're mates and all that, but, mm. but is there a warranty on this thing? And he said, yep, there's a warranty. And I said, what is it? He said, if it, if it breaks down, you bring it back and we fix it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, they're, they're so beautifully built. Yeah. Nothing yeah. goes wrong. No. They have a great parts. I've had a workshop tour and a, uh, I think we did it when we gave them an award a couple of years ago, maybe. And I had a, bit, a tour of the parts department and everything. And they're just... They just run very slickly, aren't they? They yeah, just really so. properly, properly run. Uh, I saw, I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to, I saw renderings of a Nomad 2 at the Festival of Speed because yeah. it wasn't quite ready to be released. But uh, they, they said, have a look at these pictures. I said, That's right, I, you, you... I said, can I show you, can I show the world these pictures? And they said, no, 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 no. But we've so, we're showing them to, to potential owners um, at the festival. Looks Terrific! Looks cool. Yeah, I love the Nomad anyway. Well, it's it's well, yeah. You're a, you you were an earlier oh, uh, yeah. user, it weren't just, you? No. I think it's terrific. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember your hyperbole, mate. It was well, like, mate, the, I not being. I wonder. Um, I overegging it. That Nomad was the first sports car of recent note, which had. And I know they say you can go off road and do tracks and into fields, which you will. But it was a road car as well, and. Since then, Porsche has launched that Dakar 911. Lamborghini has launched that Storato Huracan. There are sporty, in inverted commas, cars that have long travelled supple suspension. Yeah. And I it felt to me like that was the you know that was the one that set a market down and went. Look, you don't have to be rock hard to have fun. Yeah, it can ride like a Lexus. It can ride. Yeah, it can yeah. ride beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I also asked Simon about that. You know what the official story was, and he said. It, you know, it'll be before the end of the year. Mm. And they've, I think he said, you know, they've got more people than they can handle who, who've who said they want one without oh, without even seeing it. Yeah, I'll bet they have. Yeah. I'll bet <clears> so it's a, area is really percolating. And mm. they, they, um, you know, they, they have a thriving business. Yeah. And, uh, I th think the motorcycle is the ace has just gone out of, yeah, there were when when we the one we saw at Goodwood, mm -hmm. you would have seen it too, the yeah. black one. Yeah, I think that was the fourth from last. I was when I was down there, it was kind of trembling on my the end of my tongue to say you wouldn't build me one, would you? <laughs> but I was just thinking the conversation, subsequent conversation with the steering committee. 
Well, I mean, you say that, mate, but as a collector's piece, the last ace off the line, they're probably not going to build another motorbike, in the, certainly for the foreseeable. No, I think... it's such a complicated thing to do and yeah. do... They can't get that engine anymore, can they? I think no, that no, was no. the thing. No, it's got some Honda V four, V four, twelve hundred V four. The thing is, we, we we talked about the motorbike. He said the next motorbike, aerial motorbike, would have to be a an EV, an electric. Bike. Oh, interesting. It would therefore be heavy, and mm-hmm. it would cost you know sort of north of sixty grand. You know, and, and who's who's going to pay that without mm. knowing it's good? And by the way, it'll be heavier than the thing we've got now. Yeah. He. There's a lot of the electric motorbike thing is uh, is 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 full of problems. Mm. Electric low-powered motorbikes are a good proposition, but yep. he's talking about some you know something that will sort of outdrag a Tesla. You know? Yeah, the yes, the only I know we're a car podcast, but we're going to talk bikes just briefly. Ah. Something like that Maving RM1. This is the thing you've been. Yeah, that I've. Uh, yeah, I've really lovely little bit, machine. Really yeah. beautifully built. Uh, lovely to look at. Made in Coventry with as many British bits as possible. Love them to bits. I, and it's one two five cc equivalent, and then it makes perfect sense. And you can take the batteries out and charge them in your house. Actually, there's one right behind me. As well. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's a nice looking thing, and it's partly partly sort of brushed aluminium with a bit of wood inlay. It's yeah. a it's a it's an, it's not an unattractive thing to no, have in the corner no, of your room. No. And that gives you up to I mean, up to 80 miles of range, but it depends on your riding style. And you can run on one battery if you want to, and it's got a lower speed. Oh, so it will going. carry two, though? Yeah, so it will carry two, mm-hmm. and the top one is in what looks like a fuel tank, uh-huh. a, a traditional fuel tank. But if you don't want to run with that one, you can take it out, and that becomes storage. And then it does, it becomes a, more like a 50cc scooter. So cool either way. And... The nice thing about it is it'll it'll do your urban runs and then you just nobody nicks it when you bring the batteries in at night to charge them up. Yeah. But a big bike of the sort they're talking about, you have to have a that you don't get a huge range out of it. And because compared to a car battery, the battery is still small, you can't put juice into it very quickly. And because of the the nature of bikes to have their own complicated inverters and everything else on to absorb large power would be another big heavy thing to put on a bike so yeah i don't know where i don't know what the future is for powerful electric no. motorcycles well simon's view is that is that batteries have to take a long step forward yeah, yeah that would be my and he punch. and as as proved by the <clears throat> the impending um you know four-wheel products that he's got coming mm. there's plenty for them to do anyway oh, yeah i'll bet there is uh, but the last the, ace wouldn't be bad, would it? The last, I think, the last ace. We were going to. I was going to talk about this towards the end of the pod, but actually, well, let's do it towards the end of the first half. Uh, the last ace would be a pretty good collector's item, don't you think? Or I one do. of the last aces. I think you'd you'd always get you'd always get the money back. Yeah, they're expensive, aren't they? <clears throat> well, I for a bike. I've never. Uh, Although I've occasionally done all right on a car deal, I've usually I've, I'm usually the bloke that's that's financed the depreciation industry. So, <laughs> so I I wouldn't care to be honest. But the, the thing that's interesting is the Ace came out, mm. it cost twenty five out of twenty. Everybody thought that is a ridiculous amount of money for a for a motorcycle, and mm. everything's caught up. I've got a yeah. BMW that I paid twenty for. Yeah, I and, was uh, on the. Um, the Indian motorbike 
oh, configurator yes. the other yes, day. Yes. And they were, uh, it's by far from their most expensive bike, but one of their bobbers in my preferred spec was about 18, which is still, I mean, it's a lot. I, I think that's a lot for a motorbike, but in the great oh, scheme it of things, of it's it not as much as it once was, is it? It's by any means. No, no. Mind you, the new Honda Hornet's come out, which is a mm. 750 twin. Everybody loves it, and it, it seems to cost under eight or something like that. That's I mean, good, they're, isn't it? they're good at they're good at providing. Well, they're I guess they're just trying to keep the motorcycle industry going, aren't they? Mm. Because motorcycles are only currently bought by old people. Yeah, there was a time not very long ago when I think you could buy most bikes on the market on a PCP for a hundred quid a month. You know, that would get you most things yeah, you, yeah. you wanted. It's interesting the bike market, isn't it? Because you could have a, I don't know, whether if you were in the market for a particular type of car I mean I know there's crossover between people who are buying a hatchback and a compact SUV and a big SUV and a saloon or whatever but with a bike you can have anything from a full out sports bike to a scrambler to an adventure bike Yeah. and they kind of all do the same thing Yeah. and in fact on the same chassis like the BMW R9T you can have a race bike or a cafe racer or a scrambler all off the same thing yeah they're all fundamentally the same yeah and there's no left and right hand drive and no. there's no f- sort of funny uh, configurations for different market or mm. a few do no it's yeah. a so it's a really interesting market i yeah. think you were going to talk uh well, you mentioned earlier the uh, just off air you mentioned the morgan super three to me yeah well uh, the, the thing is i saw quite a lot about the fact that they're now selling in america and mm. very well received i believe in 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 the US, and I suddenly crossed my mind I haven't driven one at all, or, or you know, literally around the block. So I just wanted to hear you on it. You know, what, what, give, give us what's it like? I think they're great. I love them. Is I, it because you were quite an exponent of the previous one as well? Yeah, but it always felt like a classic car from the off. Really, I remember we road tested one and did quite a few miles in it, and I think the there was sufficient chassis flex in it. The exhaust started to slightly squeak against the bodywork even in the even when it was new out the block so i think you kind of had to consider it a classic car from the off but i really admire the new design of this one and the engineering of it and the things that the engine mount is also uh, a sort of structural section for the suspension together yeah. is sculpted so that it diverts air into the radiators into the right place Clear. and it's also just this beautiful crackle finish like a really expensive log burning fireplace thing yeah. it's just it's just gorgeously done it's like almost i don't know the front end of a victorian steam logo or something yeah, yeah. it's got it's beautiful and i really i really yeah i think they're great mate. what do you reckon about the mileage capability i mean could i mean you're pretty good at getting on contraptions and going long distances yeah i the thing about them is that they because there is no hood at all um, and there is a heater they kind of have the, and I think they get this, I think they get a, a number of sort of former BMW GS riders coming in who want to take them on tours and whose partners are happier to get in one than they are to get on the back of a bike. Or they don't want to ride bikes anymore, but they or they want a bit more practicality yeah. to bike and carry a bit more stuff. But I suppose, and I love doing long journeys and st- things like that, but you do have the slight disadvantage that you have none of the weather protection of a car but you have none of the traffic filtering maneuverability yeah. of a motorcycle so yeah, yeah. in some ways you get the worst of both worlds but they are they are lovely and if you're on a, a tour out in the 
wilds anyway, and you're not worried about filtering through traffic. They're Tell me great. about the handling, because I, I, all I know is what I see, and you, mm. you see these tiny, twin, tiny footprints at the front, yeah. where the engine weight is, I presume. Uh, yes, I think it's a bit further back than it was with the three-wheeler, the first one, because that had that V-twin hanging out the front. Oh, this has got the Ford did, yeah. engine mounted slightly further back. A bit back. further back, yeah. yeah. And but it, then you've got a big fat tyre. So you've got yeah. two tiny front footprints, or very small, yeah. and a big fat rear. I mean, what what is the handling like? Does it understeer out of sight? It does understeer a bit in the first instance, on <coughs> certainly on the road, and at modest enough speeds that you can enjoy it. You know, you can go up towards where its limits are. I don't think I've driven... Have I driven one on track? Have there I a slide? One? Yes, yeah. I have driven one on track because we had oh. one at Handling Day last year. Oh, you Best did, driver's yeah. car last year. Yeah, and it will slide, but there are... I mean, it's still got, it's got three wheels rather than four, so you do still have to bear that in mind, yeah. I think. I think you... you know, yeah. the, one of the conversations they had when they were designing it, in fact, is how far back to put the weight distribution because now that it... It still drives, that engine drives through a Mazda X5 gearbox as before, but the old engine used to have that sort of torque smoothening device oh, yes, in between yes, the two yep. because it was big thumping V-twin. Yeah, the kind of Harley and, business, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it smoothed yeah. out the torque to the gearbox. It, yep. um, but now, yeah, there. I think designing a three-wheeler, you have to have that conversation. If you have the weight too far back, it becomes less stable. If you have it too far forwards, it becomes more understeery. Good, yeah. So you've got to put it in the right spot. For Is both. the engine right for the car? Yeah, I think so. Because that was the big. But what was yeah. my? Yeah, it's a triple. It's a it's a one five one point five yeah. without a turbo. Isn't no it? turbo. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it is, and it's it's makes that thing that people used to say about triples. Or oh, it sounds like half a nine eleven. You know, with the right exhaust on it, it sounds oh, rorty and makes. I think it's as yeah, I think it's as good as it can be, and yeah. the you can't use that. They couldn't use that old V twin anymore because it's no, air cooled no. and doesn't meet any regs, does it? I think. And the power is pretty restricted. I think yeah. at the top end. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it's the right. Oh. I think it's the right engine. I don't know what else you'd use. No, I can't oh, think oh, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it's amazing to be able to sell it all around the world as a motorcycle. Yeah, it's great. Isn't it? So a lot of the constraint, car constraints, just melt away. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to them. Oh, I think so too. Right, Steve and I are going to take a short break and we'll be back with more My Week in Cars in just a moment. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars, episode 50. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. As, uh, oh, well, Robin, let's do two letters. Robin Warren first, who says, I read several comments in the mag from your uh, contributors about losing their cars at events like Goodwood. He says, have they tried using the What Three Words app on their smartphones? It provides a location to within a square metre of where the car is parked. That is a smart idea. That is a smart idea, because I nearly did that on... Uh... Did I drive to the festival? No, I drove to something. Revival, maybe. No, uh, members meeting earlier this year. Yes, and I did have a moment of going, oh, heck. 
Well, I, I normally have the discussion with her, with herself, and it, she says, it's up this row, and I say, no, it's up that row. <laughs> and so you finish up, you know, covering a square, you know, a, a square, square mile. mile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so thank you, Robin. That is a... That is that a is really a sound idea. That is a sound idea, yeah. Or have one of those uh, bright orange balls on the top of your aerial, <laughs> in the, if you still have an aerial. As Homer Simpson said in an episode of The Simpsons once, everyone should have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Um, about so many things also Colin English writes I'm catching up with back issues and just came across the story in the 10th of May issue well thank you for catching up Colin uh, about EV manufacturers building battery replacement stations Um, if only they come up with a standard design and their placement in the vehicles any of the manufacturers vehicles could have used any of the replacement stations a bit like Tesla stations being available to every EV what a missed opportunity that does require taking the battery out of every car quickly though don't it I'm yeah no, I think it'd be pretty constraining on yeah. size and performance and mm. styling and I, like, I mean I like the idea of a quick you could imagine a stop. family uh, you know um, you know all the Geely's having the same mm. bits or the something like that or, but I, I, I don't think you would want to bolt them completely down to the same uniform I'm not sure you'd ever get everybody to agree to it either no that's the other thing but there was a uh, scootery thing I saw on a video the other day where somebody pulled up in an electric scooter, pulled out a battery, slid it into a station, pulled out another one, ah. went on. Well, I suppose it goes on from your Maving thing. Yeah, as we mentioned last week, yeah, the well, RM1, which is a... Because after all, you, you can effectively do that at home, can't yeah, you? Yeah, and that's, I think for uh, guys who run scooters for deliveries and things like that home deliveries and things like that i think they do quite often do that when they're moving to electric scooter mm. fleets mm. they'll just have a so you know the, the rider will come back pull out the pull out the battery go into the shop pick up a pile of pizzas and a battery slip it back in and yeah, away they go. get another one get yeah. another one um, anyway thanks for your note colin uh, much obliged um what are we going to mention Next, the Daihatsu. I'm going to mention the Daihatsu applause quickly, Steve. Oh, yes, yeah. Because yeah. we talked about this, the Festival of the Unexceptional last winner. Winner yeah. of the Festival of the Unexceptional. And you said, actually, it looked like a saloon, but it had a hatch. Yeah. So I went away and had a quick look at it. And you're right, doesn't it? Just. <laughs> but it's talking about the worst of both worlds again. I mean, it's, yeah, it's got a glass hatch and a boot lid, and they both lift up. Yeah. So the boot's the same size as a saloon. But you've got all the impracticalities of letting the hot or cold air and, out of and the some lost or internal space, I presume. Too. Yeah, presumably for the for the mechanism and everything. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Well, it goes back to being the the answer to the question nobody asked. Yeah, doesn't it? Which is how you very kindly describe <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, fair, 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 and fair, fair. <laughs> uh, Steve, tell me about not that you did it, but tell me about the hundred mile an hour Bentley. <laughs> Well, I was um, driving along in the in my current um, car of choice, a Bentley Flying Spur. I'm looking after the auto car long termer, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, as you know, it like many cars, it's got a gadget that looks forward and reads um, speed signs mm. and puts puts them on the dashboard. Suddenly, up comes a hundred, and mm. I thought, "Good God, I'm allowed to do a turn now! <laughs> How brilliant is that?" And I suddenly discovered that it was because I was travelling behind a French bus full of school kids oh. and, of course, it had a 100 on the back yeah. you know, as being the, the 62.5 mile an hour, 100 kilometres an hour mm. limit that it is only allowed to to uh, to cover. But it, but it does make you think that if we get 
bolted. Well, this is your point, actually. Mm. That if if we get if we're made to align with these things more and more, um, things could go wrong. Yeah, I mean, if there is a bong every time the speed limit comes up, or a little throttle stop that doesn't let you go beyond the speed limit, and you happen to be on a dual carriageway somewhere, and you come up behind a truck, and you you know you're at your mandated seventy that you're not allowed to go past, and you sit behind the coach for a few seconds until it says. There you go, mate. You can do a hundred. Yeah. So what well, I'm thinking, crafty ton, for a crafty ton. So, <laughs> and you just get that little illicit thrill of acceleration. And because all cars are speed limited, who's going to bother with speed cameras? Indeed. Because why would you? Why would you need them? Yeah. So you know, just uh, there'll be an industry, won't there, in well, people who are uh, creating stickers? <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, as in you know, the carrot in front of the donkey's nose. You oh, know, you could have yeah. a you could have a hundred sign just hanging out the front, hanging out the back. For 30 quid, I will drive along this stretch of your carriageway with my 150 sticker on the back. You sit behind it until it fools your car, and away you go. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think we're onto something. We're onto a winner. Um, Steve, what are you going to buy if you are not a motoring hack? Oh, God. Oh, not buy. No, what's your... No, you tell me. What's the What's the question you were going to ask? Well, I was, I was just going to say, if if... You know, you and I have both got various bits of wreckage in sheds and mm. things like that. And it, I was just driving along on my way to your place thinking, mm. what the hell are we going to talk about? And I think, I know what I'll ask him. If, you know, if your income doubled or you were, you, you know, you, you suddenly were in a different buying bracket. If what, I had a real job. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if what of your current stable would stay mm. and what wouldn't? So at the moment, I've got a Hillman Imp yeah. in not... No, no, it does run. It does run. Not perfectly, but it runs. Uh, I have a Volkswagen Baja Bug uh, and a Honda Africa Twin motorcycle. And a Defender. And a Land Rover Defender. Yeah. Which is the one that gets used the most. It's a sort of family wagon. Yeah. Probably still does 10, 15,000 miles a year, really. Uh, if I had a real job, if I had a real job, I... Because they're not easy to replace. I mean, they're it's not, not easy to replace. How, how do you how do you get? Wh- what would be the point in spending more money on a Baja on the Baja? Yeah, 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 exactly. Just, yeah, because it's lovely as it is. It's just cool as it is. I, I mean, I would need to have. I suppose the the thing I would miss is the is the fact that I have a set of wheels from work most of the time. Yeah. So I would need a replaceable set of wheels for whatever yeah. job I did, um, which might be a. Probably a Toyota GT86. Oh, that's a unit. Unit compliant, 40 up to the gallon. Or maybe a Gen 3 Master MX-5 with some tweaks from my friends up the road at BBR. Yeah. Just to just to the suspension and stiffen the shell a bit. Which actually is on a short list because I could do with a U-Less compliant yeah. car next year anyway. It, it's, it just so. refuses to, to, to move away from that essential spot the mx5 doesn't it it's yeah just, you just every time i see one i think there's a bloke who made a good decision or, mm. or a lady indeed yeah see a lot of ladies. you do yeah i think uh, uh what, what would i keep i don't know i might keep it i might try and keep it all the other stuff actually what would be what would be interesting is to have a normal job and therefore more time to use fun cars at weekends yeah. and i suppose with is. your extra moolah you could uh, you could stick up another couple of garages out there. Well, I could, yeah. Or, in fact, get the cars running properly. Pay somebody <laughs> to do them properly. Or have more time to do them properly. Because the compulsion we have in this 
in this gig, not to talk shop too much, but the compulsion we have is to drive the stuff that we are testing, yeah. which occupies most of our it does, yeah. Time. It does, yeah. you know, very yeah. happily. <laughs> so, of the uh, in the property stable, then what would you keep? If well, I you think I get a proper gig. It's interesting when they met you, director of communications, at a major car manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, it's just about as likely to, to <laughs> as, as I am to fly to the moon and, and shake hands with <laughs> Sophia Loren, who are living there. Um, I would keep the A one ten, I think, mm. because although everybody and his mates got a nine eleven. I'm quite happy with what it does. You know, it's it's a Renault, and it, mm. and it's a it's a cheap car to run and insure. And every time I get in it, it makes me feel good. I brought it over here today, and mm. <clears throat> just rotten day, rubbish roads, holiday traffic. Don't care. It's nice. Yeah. So I'd keep that. The Cooper, I think, would go in favour of an EV. This <clears throat> the the steering the missus would have to have a view on this, but I think we would. I, I see a Renault Five in our future, maybe. Oh, cool. Um, uh, the duster I'm going to own till I die Mm -hmm. I don't think I would want more than four cars four cars is enough Mm. we've got three at the moment so there is a vacancy and I'm still messing about with that (coughs) Um, as far as the bike's concerned I I own an old very early pre-World War I Douglas motorcycle I think that's going to go because I don't use it Mm. nice to have but don't use it I think I'd mess around with it, review my motorbikes. I'd like a big scooter, believe it or not. I did have one, a Yamaha 400 thing called Y400. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. And um, I miss it mm. because, it, you know, you just jump on them, the twist and go thing. Lots of weather protection. So I'd keep that. <clears throat> so I would, I would get another one of them, I think. Mm. But the only real... The two stayers would be the Duster and the A110. Yeah. I might think we might have an EV for herself and there'll be one other car of some kind. Don't know what. That ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? Really? I'm, I'm, I was taken with this Honda E. You know, we were, oh, yes. there we were in yeah, Yorkshire. Yeah, let's talk that. Yeah, let's talk the E. Well, I was, I, I got, um, I was a slightly discomposed because of my range anxiety. People could say range anxiety in EVs is dead. Mm-hmm. Not not in my internals. Well, but it, they haven't driven from <laughs> Thursk to the Cotswolds in Honda E, have they? No, no, no. But yeah, it was good. Um, I did have a horrible hiccup because I couldn't charge at the first place. Yeah, but something went wrong with my card. Apparently, if you, t- if you, even though you can have, you know, you can be perfectly solvent, if your card has been used to tap too many times. Oh, I see. When yes. you and you can't insert it in the machine. The recharging machine. Yeah, you have to. <clears throat> somebody has to tell you to, to you know, wander down the road, buy a sandwich, you, you know, using a card it. machine. Yeah, and that will reset. Gotcha. I did not know this, so I spent. Oh no, I didn't know. An that. hour hmm. cooling my heels, inventing new swear words and going through all the ones I knew already. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the thing is, the car was. I just cruised along about between sixty and seventy. Mm-hmm. Sixty up the hills, seventy bit more when I could get away with it it did deliver the 120 mile range people say it's got i could have done it in two stops that stop and another one but i in fact i did stop for a third one because i felt like a coffee Mm. but i enjoyed the car love the really nice little car you know sits on the road beautifully steers well it does doesn't it yeah 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 so we had it in for a sort of driver's ev test didn't we we? did yeah. yeah And it's uh, was, the results you, of which will be out in a few weeks. You're, you were keener on it 
when we were doing the test yes. than I was. But <clears throat> I, I'm here to say I think you're right. I, I, what do you think? Yeah. Because I've since had it at home. It's about getting collected tomorrow morning, annoyingly. Mm. But <clears throat> I've slung it about a bit, you know, as you do with little cars on Rosie No, and I've really enjoyed it. Mm. It's good. I can't wait for battery tech to move on a bit that cars can be that light but have a longer range yeah if if even if that had another 25 to 50 yeah then then it would find a place you know it would be in our shed i reckon that's cool mm. well sorry running and they're not going to make another one are they that's the only trouble I think. yeah is that a, right they're not gonna <clears> yeah well the, it's because everybody in his mate wants an suv yeah shame, shame. i think it's a shame yeah. that they can't do their suv and keep a little car going. Hmm. So just before we end episode fifty, then Steve, uh, you've been on the, you've been on the configurator. Have you had a look at a potential Honda E? Concept? Yeah, there's nothing much to configure except. Um, I mean, there are two models, as you know, the, um, one that's a bit more powerful than the other. Hmm. But you wouldn't entertain the low power one, yeah. I don't think, because because it. It's fun. It, it goes quite well, but you know, about 0 to 68 seconds or something. So no, it's, pretty, it's enough, isn't it? I it's think enough. For me. Plenty. It's quick enough for me. Yeah, especially consider when you consider that the the meat of the acceleration is is you know up the old motorway ramp, and mm. it's it's a, that's where the performance is. Yeah, um, and color and 17 inch wheels, not 16s. Um, so it rolled a bit better on 17. Does the range improve on 17s? I haven't seen that. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know whether the configurator tells you that. Mm. But you find yourself just twirling around and looking at colours. Really, I, yeah. I like their. I like their loud colours. You know, there's a yellow and there's a blue. And all. Yeah, yeah. I've been so this. Uh, <coughs> did I mention earlier? I was looking at the Indian motors. You did. Bobber. Bobber yeah. in particular. Yeah, it's not their most expensive bike. I don't know. It's the. Well, as you as you said, actually, it's the looking is as much fun as yeah. the owning, probably, isn't it? Really? But I think in the, ca- the in the case of those bobber type mm-hmm. bikes, which you, the, the the beauty of those is that is that they they they're not covered in stuff, are they? You know, a lot of American bikes have got you know huge handlebar fairing, oh, and a monster yeah. windscreen, and all that. Yeah. But bobbers tend to be, you know. All that stuff's left yeah. out. Yeah, you just see more of the mechanicals, which yeah. I quite like. Lots They're of tyres, simple see the suspension. Yeah, I really like that sort of thing. Do you I like could... feet forward motorbikes? I've not spent much time on. I've not spent huge amounts of time on them. I don't. I don't dislike them. Yeah, no, I don't I, dislike I them. Harley I for them. one. I really liked it. Yeah, I find them. I, the only Harley I've. Oh, you did spent you much time on. I wrote down. I wrote down. Uh, I rode from San Francisco to. Los Angeles and back, oh, mate, on one. and I really enjoyed that. Oh, I, I don't know so whether I would enjoy it the same filtering through the M25 no, or not. But it's out of the question, but, yeah. I think it's out of the question. Yeah. I mean, and there, and there is a. I'll, I'll never forget. I was going to buy a Road King, the big one, mm. and I just went round to the dealer and did it for a sort of check ride. It was a sort of nearly new mm. thing, and I, I'm riding down through London, thinking this is actually a piece of agricultural equipment. <laughs> And and I didn't buy it, but no. subsequently bought a small Harley, the the mm. Speedster, um, um, Sportster, sorry, and uh, it was good. Yeah, I, that I, long time. I really, enjoy, I mean, I really enjoyed that riding it in, I mean, yeah, in Cal- riding it across the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Why wouldn't you enjoy it? One of but the things I think I might enjoy something like. Yeah, the th- one of the things I forgot. Uh, I don't know whether you want to keep going, but on the way over, mm. I was listening to 
a Ford advert. And they, you know how a Ford have decided they're American all over again? Oh, yeah, okay. And there was a woman with a heavy American accent mm. um, doing a, a kind of Ford brand ad, you know, get with Ford, you know. And I, f- I found myself curiously persuaded by this oh, because I always see American cars as fairly simple to understand in particular mm-hmm. and and they have this curious optimism to me you know you get in a mustang you say ah oh, well all's right with the world well that's fair yeah they do have a there is a sort of can do attitude about the yeah. americans isn't there which is quite they yeah that, that's a fair point isn't it yeah maybe the, chrysler tried to make a bit of a thing about the american side of things with the 300c with not huge success i don't think no but but maybe. But the maybe, trouble maybe is, we've seen maybe it's a different time. Yeah, but we'd seen Chrysler on the side of a horizon, or yeah, true. you know, a, yeah, true. A, yeah, an Alpine or the. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's going to work for them. Actually, yeah. I, I don't say it's going to result in big volume, but I, I think there's going to be a reliable um, demand from people mm. who go to America on their holidays and have a good time. Yeah, and with fewer small cars, maybe they just, as a brand, feel a little bit less. European slash English yeah. British than they did, yeah, than they did, and it is a uh, no one else is doing it as well, so mm. I suppose it does make you make you unique. Yeah, be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks oh, for mate, thanks pleasure. for driving over. Very good of you. Great pleasure. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is my week in cars, and Steve and I will be back with more episode fifty one this time next week. Nearly a year. Nearly a year. Can you believe? We it? should do something for fifty two, shouldn't we? We should do a commemorative mug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, actually, you know what? I'm going to f- <laughs> ring down to the post room and see if we've got any left. See if there's any left. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Give give out some mugs for the for the for the for the, for the first year. Yeah. Exactly. We'll we'll, we'll work on that. Um, yeah, so in the meantime, you can find Autocar over at autocar.co.uk. You can find the magazine in print in all good news agents and elsewhere, as it has been weekly since 1895. You can find it online uh, for digital subscription, potentially including, and I recommend it to you, uh, the entire Autocar archive. 128 years of... A, that's unique. There's nothing else like it, and it's very good. So thanks for joining us. Um, now, I think on the podcast front, if you put a review down and subscribe, that's very good for the algorithm. That does us good things. Who knows? But anyway, okay. if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Uh, meantime, thank you, Steve. Cheers, mate. See you next week. <laughs>